step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Worst Year Ever. We'll get through together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 All right, that's why I did. I did my job. Let out some vocal, like, you know, stress relief sounds. That's right. That's right. That's the healthy way to do things. Mm-hmm. Did it work? Are you less stressed? I am less stressed. I feel great, If actually. this is just a podcast of us, like, loudly yawning now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the yawn cast where we <laughs> atonally push air uh, through our lungs uh, on a microphone for roughly 55 minutes before suddenly ending well, the call and leaving. some ads in there as well. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. How are we all doing? How's uh, everybody doing today? Actually, needed to yawn. Uh, doing, great. yawn. doing great. <laughs> doing great. I doing do great. feel like I need to yawn right now, but doing mm-hmm. pretty fine. You know? you know who's not doing fine today? Is it There's a the long governor list. of New York? <laughs> yeah, it's the governor of New York. It's Andrew I knew it. Uh, but before we get into that, we should probably introduce, by the way, this is the worst year ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a podcast and we're high. <laughs> hey, Robert and Cody. You might Katie. be high. I'm sober <laughs> as a church mouse, Cody. You um, did sound like you said you were high, but I think he was just saying hi. I, I, I have not known Cody to be sober. Um, Hello, I'm high on weed. This is Katie and Cody and Robert. On the yes, worst it year is. Ever. Yes, it is. I'm high on life and also high on today's guest. Uh, our friend Chelsea Manning. Chelsea, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going, Robert? It's good to see you uh, again. You know, or at least hear from you. Professionally yeah. <laughs> introducing a podcast like the pros do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've gotten really good at it. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, we're, 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 we're doing our best. How are you doing, Chelsea? How am I doing? I have not had internet since last night. Uh, yeah. I've been working off my phone, so it's been a pretty, it's been a pretty p- big pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, that so- sounds like a nightmare, to be honest. Frustrating. Yeah. I, I know we're we're so lucky. Like technology is marvelous and awful, and we're so lucky to have it. But the second it's not there, I'm furious with it mm-hmm. because well, because we depend on it. It's life, you know. Well, it, it depends. When you lose your internet, yeah. everyone else is going along normally, and you're just fucked, and that's horrible. When Twitter yeah. goes down for everybody, the world gets remarkably better. Yeah, a little nicer. <laughs> yeah, noticeably. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair. To be fair. You know, being in jail, I got pretty used to not having access to the internet, so I, yeah. I should be okay. I mean, that's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> it was just MySpace, right? But 12 hours <laughs> is a long time to go without internet. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's that's uh, horrible. But also horrible is the governor of New York. See, I did it twice. Two Such pivots. Such a good pivot. Two okay. Cuomo pivots. <laughs> uh, there we we go. had not planned to talk about this, but it all Mm-mm. just dropped today. Uh 
<laughs> so they finished, I mean, uh, the uh, who was it that did the investigation? This, there was the, a big state investigation into the is allegations. The, of, the AG? Uh, yeah, or, the AG. Uh, yeah, Letitia like James. Yeah, yeah, Tisha James, uh, into the allegations of sexual harassment uh, by Andrew Cuomo. They spent several months, uh, interviewed 179 individuals, uh, looked through 74,000 pieces of evidence, and showed, quote, the independent investigation has concluded that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women uh, and broke state and federal law in doing so. Some of the women he harassed included state troopers that were like, you know, security and stuff at government functions, uh, just like went right up and groped them, um, created a climate of fear in the governor's office, as well as a toxic workplace, um, unwanted groping, kissing, hugging, and unwelcome comments. Um, pretty bad stuff. Also, unlawful Equal opportunity groping, though. Yeah, his defense... Yeah, you, Cody, you want to talk about how he's decided to defend himself uh, on this? I would love to. Yes, please. Uh, a, it's, it's remarkable. <laughs> he's a precious, beautiful man uh, who's doing his best. Um, he released a video of uh, a bunch of photos of him hugging people, uh, touching their faces. Uh, you got some Bill Clinton in there. It's nice to see you their sure faces do. so close together. Um, and basically, his... Uh, his defense is that he's just that way yeah he's touchy he's feely he's a kissy huggy man and he does it for everybody uh i believe i don't have the direct quote in front of me but it he basically just like men women young old all kinds um and it's all under this slideshow (laughs) of all these photos of him uh and some are just like posing for photos with people and i don't think that's what the report was talking about andrew um so it's just fascinating it's to see sketch. him even even fucking try. Yeah. Um, um fascinating but also not unexpected especially not unexpected. giving how I mean just the way he's handled it the allegations from the beginning I am not surprised by by the results of the investigation and I'm not surprised by his inability to acknowledge or accept his role or any sort of responsibility. I'm just yeah. a creepy guy. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I write. It's, it's like I'm creepy with everybody. Nobody likes it. All right. Well, that's good to know. But sounds narcissistic to me. Someone who can't. Uh... But how is he going to get it out of this one? Because he's gotten out at literally everything. Even pre Barara couldn't pin him on anything. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, he's going to. Uh, he's going to have to go. Um, <laughs> like uh, he'll do this. You'd for a hope while, so, right? right? <laughs> Um, well, he's not. I don't think he's going to resign. I don't think he's going to resign because uh, that would admit no. He's this, uh, yeah. No, that's know, an ad- admit everything that it says. Um, but you know the uh, ne- uh, people are call- like already like everyone is calling for his resignation. I found one guy um, in uh, deep, 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 deep in some comments uh, who was like, actually, the video kind of like made sense and made him look. You know, uh- I-, I get it. <laughs> that's that. That guy wanted it to make sense. That guy's done it himself. That guy, yeah. that guy's oh. boss of some, <laughs> some like small company and has touched all the women in his workplace. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, this story checks out." Yeah, that guy. That guy like idolizes Michael Scott and is like, "What? Right. It's fine." Fuck off. It's just a joke. I'm joshing. Um, but just like that's an excuse. <laughs> that many people use right even like 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 very obviously inappropriate touching where it's like oh I, no it's fine i do it with everybody and it's like well that's doesn't that's fine i'm telling you no i don't for like joe it. biden <laughs> yeah it worked exactly. for joe biden it sure did it sure did um so that's the the place although he did there's a there's a clip from of joe from probably like late last year of him being asked about this and basically saying like yeah if the report comes back and he did it, then he should resign. Um, yeah. So I'm curious to see what he says now. Uh, I mean, Jim Psaki made a statement on it that was pretty, like, I, they didn't, she didn't commit Biden to anything, but she said that something along the lines of, like, the report is horrifying, you know? Okay. Um, well, we'll see. So two yeah. two outside right. lawyers uh, were, were, were brought in for this, and one described it as, quote, it was a culture where you could not say no to the governor and if you upset him or his senior staff, you would be written off, cast aside, 
or worse. That's I'm sorry. Dis- it's all abuse. It's abuse. It's, it's haunting. That's, physical abuse. It's also uh, emotional, psychological abuse. The creating an environment where you can't say anything. Uh, a fear of speaking up or losing your job. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty unsettling. Um, yeah, it's all. It's almost as unsettling as him with that with that mountain last year where. He <laughs> <laughs> or the or the wall of masks. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. God. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. The mask wall. <laughs> fucking these goblins. Like they're all. It's that's my governor too. Goblins. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why your internet's not working. Cuomo's yeah. trying to <laughs> Cuomo's trying to protect Sorry, the brand. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's the fact that Chris Cuomo got brought in to consult on how to defend his uh andrew's image is both a perfect example of like what uh uh what's the term i'm looking for what uh unbiased journalism actually means to the people who think that exists um which is don't ever attack anybody who's in power um yeah and it's also a perfect example of just I don't know, nepotism of it, it. It's an example of a lot of things like Chris, Chris should resign too, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, but he won't. Uh, he's an, uh, an enabler of the abuse. Well, the, it'll, it'll depend on ratings. And I think his rating, mm. I think his ratings. Yeah. That's all it ever depends. I think on. it's, I think it's ratings are going to take a dip after this. Probably. Yeah. His we'll credibility. Is. I think yeah. I think, mm. I mean, yeah, I'll go back and forth on this. Cause like, we'll see. But it's pretty bad. <laughs> like yeah. it's really hard to ignore some some things sometimes. One hopes. Um, it could very well be that like you know we're all homosexuals, so let's give them a pass. But I'm pretty sure now homosexual means like I touch people's faces. They don't want me to. So yeah. maybe, maybe we're not. It's so hard for me to believe that any of the I don't know. Like I guess it did matter for uh, uh, Al Franken. Um, and Al Franken's, what he did was much less serious than this. It mattered um, because oh, yeah. Al Franken took responsibility and yeah. admitted wrongdoing like he should have done and then resigned, which... I don't know if it works that way anymore, Katie. I don't know, I if, don't know if it ever worked that way. It didn't even work that way. Yeah, it didn't did, work right? that way then. <laughs> like, Al Franken did the thing that we should expect. Yeah. And I always get frustrated when it gets brought up because, yeah, I miss Al Franken, too. He is delightful in there. I'm not complaining <laughs> like, that he resigned. By no, the no, way. I know you're not yeah. at all. But it, it, it does come up. So I keep saying it. It's like, no, he didn't do the wrong thing. <laughs> it's that everybody else does the wrong thing. Well, right. Yeah. It's like that's like the one example I can even think of where like. Yeah. Yeah. The was, only time somebody. It, yeah. I think there's a difference between Cuomo and Franken, though, in the fact that Cuomo was much, much deeper tied into New York politics than Al Franken oh, yes. ever was. Totally. Oh, yes. You're completely correct. And, like, yeah, there's no comparing what Al Franken did with I mean, Cuomo God. has been. To, you know what I mean? There, there is I mean, no- some of the stories, like the story of, like, the trooper that he was harassing and stuff. Like, there's some. But, like, and, and honestly... The defense that Cuomo, you know, gives is something that Al Franken could have brought up, you know, about evolving and growing and comedy and learning. But that's why I think Al Franken is a good person. <laughs> He's like, my actions uh, caused pain and I represent something so I don't feel like I should be leading anymore. And yeah, again, he didn't say I do it to everybody. <laughs> again, yeah. I don't wish that like now looking at everything like, no, I, I don't. I miss him, sure, but I don't think that he did the wrong thing. Anyway, no, I don't, and I like, I, yeah, my, and my, I know you guys. The agree reason too. I, yeah, <laughs> the reason I brought up Franken was was more to say like, I don't know if that will ever. I don't know. I don't think that's a particularly likely outcome here. No, and, and you're right. Like, I don't think it's likely that the outcome. I think it's he'll probably be broadly defended by a lot of Democrats. I've already mm-hmm. seen that among some people. Oh really? And yeah, you know, um, I mean, I, I'll say this: I saw it before in the, in the weeks leading up to today. I don't know how this report's oh, going to change sure. thing. Yeah, like I mean, nursing yeah. home yeah. stuff, constant defenders. Um, yes, all these allegations, constant defenders. I'm just wondering if like this report, like you listed off what they did, like it's very extensive. Um, and I'm just, you know, you hope that something like that is hard to ignore because yeah. you know it, 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 no matter what side you're going to get like so many people 
entrenched in, in, in the party just blindly defending this sort of stuff. Like, oh, the accusations, the accusations. And then when it's on the other party, they'll be like, ah, see, believe her. And it doesn't, it tends to not go both ways uh, for a lot of people. But uh, when there is a very extensive report with evidence, I, I wonder if those people will, will keep it up. By, by a popular attorney, uh, like a state attorney too, an attorney yeah. general. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's it's Cuomo's. Um, I think he's it'll not going to leave. It, he won't leave. He will live. He won't leave, leave if his support collapses. He he winds up getting swept by the NYPD when he sets up a tent in Central Park. <laughs> oh. Mm. Oh, that's the dream right there. I mean, this is Only not what we plan to talk about today. Yeah. And no, not, it's not. Yeah, we should not. move on. Yeah, but we should. Speaking move on. of what you just said, but first yeah. we got right? we got to take some ads breaks. Here that fucking is. Here it is. Yeah, Raytheon. Raytheon does not support <laughs> sweeps of homeless encampments. Raytheon supports a draft. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, mm. well. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Okay, we are back from that refreshing break. Oh, so good. Mm. Just feels so refreshed. Yeah, no more yawns in here. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about now? Cringe. Cringe? Uh, (laughs) Yes. The the eviction moratorium is over. That's right, we are. Um, <laughs> a variety of of necessary goods, including like basic food staples, have mm. uh, are about to increase significantly in price. Yeah, um, because crop yields in some cases, like in large chunks of the U.S., like corn crop yields have been half what's expected. A lot of other stuff like that, um, and an unknown number of people are about to be or at immediate risk of being evicted, possibly as high as like ten million. It's hard to say. Uh, there have been some reports in uh, the Atlanta area that as many as like 70,000 people just had ev- eviction claims filed against them when the moratorium ended. Um, we do not really know at this point, like the 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 exact numbers, like every, there's nobody's gotten great 
detail on that yet. Um, but there's the, what's floating around is pretty unsettling. Yeah, a compl- everything. It's 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 oh, it's horrifying. Um, yeah. There are some states that are going ahead or have already passed their own eviction moratoriums, but uh, I believe I read that only maybe one third of the people facing evictions um, are living in states uh, that have done that. So it is incredibly dire. It's already started. They've already, already started doing started. some. They've already started doing mass yep. evictions in some cities. Yeah, like, they, like there's moving truck. There's music. Yeah. There's moving trucks. Like just, I've sent some people sent me pictures. And it's one of those things where, again, anticipating even the number of people who will be on the street is kind of hard because a significant number of the homeless, and this was this was true during the um, the last economic crash too, um, and it was true in between them. A significant number of people who cannot afford homes of their own, essentially wind up like couch surfing with friends and family, um, which obviously has an impact, especially during a pandemic, right? So the big eviction defense that Portland had last year, the Red House, um, was this family getting kicked out of a house uh, in the middle of a pandemic. And it was, there was this, you know, gotcha moment when certain folks in the news reported that like, well, their parents own a house. Um, so see, like, why are we, why are, why are people getting all up in arms about this? They have a whole other house and it's like, yeah. And and three generations of family are currently living there, which is a thing that happened also increasingly during the economic downturn in 2008. And during the pandemic is a lot of people in order to survive, put three and four generations into a single home, which number is not healthy for a number of reasons. Um, so that kind of stuff, like we're going to see, but all the rich people got vaccinated. So that's fine then. I mean, yeah, Robert, to your point, L.A., Mm -hmm. one of the big driving factors of our uh, big surges has been the fact that L.A. is, I I believe it's the, we have the largest um, amount of multiple families dwelling in single residences because you can't afford anything here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is such a dense place. You can't afford to live in a property by yourself. And so there's like several families. Sorry, go ahead, Robert. No, I mean, I, be, I was actually reading an article about this earlier, um, and some of the details on how much worse the housing situation is. Like, in the last 10 years, rent has increased by 65% in the Los Angeles area. It's impossible. Um, and the number of single-resident dwellings has collapsed mm-hmm. because it's less profitable, um, mm-hmm. which means you have mm-hmm. a lot more people crammed into apartments that aren't meant to fit that many, ironically. It means less space for people, because, but it also allows landlords to increase the profitability of the properties they're buying. And, you know, obviously a lot of, you know, th- there's there's a lot of different stuff going on kind of contributing to the housing crisis in Los Angeles. But it all boils down to rich people wanting to increase the profitability of their investments ever further. Um, and that 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 goes as deep as like why housing keeps getting more expensive, why I think it was 15 years ago or something, they essentially made rent protections uh, almost illegal um while they 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 also like 15 20 years ago capped uh property taxes um so property taxes have stayed still but rent protections have expired have been made basically impossible mm-hmm. um and it's all that also extends to why there's so much political will um to for crack down on homeless encampments to these people who can't survive anywhere else criminalize them right force them out of of any place that they might have found a slight degree of stability um and i i I just read today one of the major people who just had a big meeting with the los angeles city council to suggest crackdowns on homeless encampments was jeffrey katzenberg the founder of Uh (laughs) oh what a piece of shit yep wow wow yeah, yeah, yeah to all of that. I definitely wouldn't recommend coming to LA in the near future. I've yeah, yeah I mean in terms of you can't find you can't find you can't find anything affordable. It's also you Look, know what makes it worse is all the empty housing. <laughs> is all the em- is all the empty yeah. housing yeah, everywhere? I know. I know you're right. You're you're oh it's it's um and the housing and the housing bubble is is artificial because it's mostly yep. just like a supply demand in the fact that there's an enormous amount of supply but none of it's being sold but by anybody because everybody's trying to hold on to it and everybody's trying to buy everybody that all these people that ha- were renting their like second homes or whatever are buying up new properties or selling old properties all at the same time so just like everybody's just like getting into the market all at the same time which mm-hmm. is just causing the price to shoot up but as soon as the demand starts to go down even just a little bit 
like it'll collapse. Yeah, and the renting market prices for things that are available are ridiculously high right now, like an unhinged price. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's why I was definitely not going to move through this breakup. Um, but anyway, yeah. enough about the LA <laughs> rental market and housing market. It's all a part of this this problem. Yeah, it, um, it's, it's all a part of this like broader nationwide issue. Like in Portland, one of the things that people have been dealing with recently is, um, I mean, by, by recently for like a couple of decades now, there's these things and there's about a thousand of them in the United States. They're called business improvement districts and they go under a couple of different names, but broadly speaking, they're all BIDs. And a BID is a place where the the city government says we're we want to uh be particularly like positive towards businesses in this area to try to like rejuvenate or whatever or or increase you know the profitability of our downtown area so we're going to allow a um essentially like a business association to run this chunk of the city, um, including like hiring security, choosing what laws are enforced. In some cases, these areas even have their own DAs that are funded by local business associations, which means you have groups of business owners who are unelected uh, in charge of chunks of cities, and including a sizable chunk of downtown Portland, where they found uh, homeless people in these BIDs are like hundreds of times more likely to be arrested uh, and even killed. Um, because they choose what kind of enforcement to have. And it's all about, you know, making it seem more pleasant for shoppers uh, in a lot of cases. And mm. so we, we have increasingly in the United States unelected groups of business owners running chunks of cities and deciding deciding who gets fucking arrested and beaten by the cops and what the cops do and what, what gets prosecuted. Because in a lot of cases, this was the case in Portland until a few years ago, the business association in our big downtown BID um there was a, a DA, an assistant DA for that chunk of the city, and his salary was entirely paid by the business association. Wow. Which is problematic. So, I mean, all of this, there's a lot of, and of course, this all ties in the climate change, too. If you want to look at a great case study, there's a really good Intercept article about the Paradise Fire um, or the oh, Camp yeah. Fire. The Camp Fire yeah. was the biggest fire in California history. It destroyed the town of Paradise. Um, people who, a lot of people, like overnight, a ton of people lost their homes. They fled to the nearby town of uh, Chico. And then just over the course of the next couple of years, the folks who had money, who'd had insurance mm -hmm. and stuff, who'd owned property, were able to rebuild houses or move somewhere. But a large number of people had been renters and had no protections and are still homeless and have just been getting increasingly like the town of Chico elected an all right wing city council uh, on the basis of having the cops crack down on these encampments of people who Awful. lost their homes in a fire and just haven't been able to recover. Um, that sort of shit is is just going to get more common. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I don't know. That's my rant. OK, it's a great rant. Sounds like, it sounds like you have a podcast to do. B2B. <laughs> 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 So I think we should talk about how we got here because who's who's to blame? <laughs> you know, everyone's pointing fingers. The Bi Biden should have extended uh, the moratorium and Biden. That would have uh, been good. Congress <laughs> or, you know, the CDC. But really, the problem is, is that the Supreme Court uh, and the dissent written by Kavanaugh, um, you know, pass the buck back to Congress if there was going to be any extension. So it is a clusterfuck. Pelosi's saying we didn't know about this to the last minute. She knew this was yeah. coming up. She knew they all knew. But then again, if it's not going to even if it does pass the House, it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate. But it's nope. all just a clusterfuck of ineptitude and people pointing fingers at each other. Sophie just texted us this um, New York Times article that just broke, which is that Biden is expected to announce a new moratorium for places yeah. hit hard by mm -hmm. Delta, uh -huh. which mm -hmm. we'll see what uh -huh. that looks like. Great. You love love the means testing a plague. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> no, extremely well, it's because, real. It's probably because, the CDC, because of that CDC announcement yesterday yeah. that got backlash. Oh, which one? Jesus. The 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 announcement by the CDC that they were uh, going to uh, that basically 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 the CDC was uh, was causing my, the immigration was they found like a provision under under health and safety for national security to go ahead and uh, continue the program of uh, of deportations without without oh yes review yes immediately. Yeah. It's weird that that would cause a backlash and he would choose a limited extension of. Uh, eviction defenses uh as the way to push back against that 
But I guess I shouldn't be surprised by it just Any, being anything. Both ever. sides. Gotta placate both sides. <laughs> I don't know. Chelsea, you've been talking a lot uh, about what you think, like the severity you think of like how many people... I don't know what do you what do you what are you looking at when you are kind of anticipating where this is going to lead? Assuming Biden's eviction defense is kind of as milk toast as it sounds right now, um, what are you? Also, what are you the thinking? reality is is that like that's numbers. a stay for a moment, and this is still a problem that even if we're punting it up the road a bit, it's still a yeah. thing. Sorry to interject that, but yeah. So I mean, like you know, the, like how's like people having a lot of unhoused people all across the country, you know, ends up in a 1930s mass migration situation. And yeah. this is, this is the other, the other thing that I've been looking really intensely at is I've been going into uh, commodities, discords, commodities, reddits, and looking at, um, looking at the sort of speculate, looking at what speculators are saying, because they pay a lot of attention to like uh, crops and, uh, and shipping and, in, you know, the importation of stuff. And uh, so you, at the same time you have, the consumer price index, which is shooting up through the roof, uh, which is an indicator of inflation, you see things getting more expensive, like common consumer items, like go get bread, go get milk, go get gasoline. And it, it's uh, actually those things are shot up even more than it sounds like by the numbers you're looking, because one of the things I was just yeah. reading, they've changed over the years. Like initially, one of the, the consumer price index, ch- like tracked things like here what's the, how, how is the cost of like a cut of beef risen and they changed it to like ground beef and they like they're continually altering mm-hmm. like some of the more expensive goods for cheaper goods to make it seem as if the cpi is raised less than it has right um which is great but great. What, 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 one of the things i'm seeing is now that it's being compounded it's going to be compounded because it doesn't it takes a while for this to take effect um because right now it's just speculation uh, it's speculators who affect the the futures prices, right? Of food, right? So grain, corn, all of these things are having low yields due to the climate crisis. So the housing crisis mixed in with the with the climate crisis and the and COVID, which has led to a decreased number of migrant workers that can show up and and, and provide cheap labor, are causing a, a an effect. Which is leading to high higher consumer item, you know, the higher prices for consumer items and a much lower amount of purchasability among people who can pay for it. So the effect is, is that people have less money to spend on things that are more expensive, and that is a that that is a disaster scenario. Like a, it's just a, there's no yeah, good way. Bad, that is bad. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing good that comes out of that. And for as somebody who's been in the military and like looked at looked at these kinds of indicators before, I usually, if I was looking at another country, I'd go, oh yeah, there's something really bad is about to go down right here. So, oh, I hadn't known you were in the military, Chelsea. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did, I did this wow. thing for a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> you've led a storied life. <laughs> so you would think that there would be like opportunity in in the fact that so many people are in increasingly desperate situations um and there may be you know like eviction defense stuff is is certainly more common and people are talking about it more than they were earlier um but you're also seeing like one of the things that really worries me trend wise is the um the fact that i'm seeing more and more information about how uh, uh, incarcerated labor is increasingly being used um, yeah. and how the Biden administration has said that like people who are released on coronavirus have to go back and that's mixing in with all of these like you've got like one of the a number of companies who have had trouble hiring people because of the pandemic without raising wages have gone with incarcerated laborers to avoid what raising wages including I think Ferro Rocher like the chocolate company um, like there's been a couple of different companies that have done that and I, I keep seeing this mix of like Oh, an unprecedented number of people are going to be homeless. A huge number of cities are criminalizing existence as uh, 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 it, under homeless, like as a homeless person. Um, and there's a labor shortage based on the fact that businesses don't want to pay more. Um, seems like uh, it seems like that could go in some unpleasant directions. No, the market will figure it out, Robert. That's, mm. that's kind of what I'm scared about, Cody. <laughs> yeah. What are they? What exactly are they going to figure out? Yeah. This all reminds me. Have you guys seen? There's been a variety of articles based on the same uh, I, about a worldwide global collapse. 
Researchers say a worldwide breakdown could happen within a few decades and have uh, identified the five countries most likely to withstand it. You know, basically, you know, the BBC, just different places have been putting out this. this. Yeah, there was a I think uh, in there's there was a paper that was written in 1970, which looked at a number of indicators and Mm -hmm. and, and look, there's a graph. There's basically a graph of sort of like inputs and outputs and how they sort of flip. Like the, the good the good things go up for a bit and then they run out and then the bad things start to go up because the good things are running down. Uh, Those good things being like populate, being like population indicator, Mm -hmm. uh, food availability, strength of the economy, prices, fuel, food. And uh, essentially like the, the tension point is somewhere around between 2030 and 2050. And we've, we're at the sort of transitional period on that graph, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, where, uh, the 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 tension begins uh, and yes. it, before mm-hmm. before it does the flip. So that was and very what, well explained. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's daunting. Yeah, and the I mean the the potential here obviously is that if you've got millions and millions of people additionally out on the street being criminalized, it, then you also have like tens of millions of their family members who are also being affected by this, and you have a potential for a critical mass of people who can't like you know one of the things we saw with the la- with the uprising last year is a bunch of people got out in the street um some pretty intense shit happened and then a lot of folks decided after a certain point well this has gone as far as like it can or at least as far as seems reasonable for me i have like a life to get back to and there's going to be a lower number of people with a life to get back to and a greater number of people at risk of kind of completely falling through the cracks and winding up in intolerable situations more than there yeah. have, have been in our lifetimes. And um, I guess what uh, the possibility is that all of these additional people forced to the edge or off the edge, they're going to have provide... to buy things. Yeah. If they're not buying things and if they're in fact, like not participating in the economy and if uh, they're, they're willing to like, uh, especially with like other people who are close to them and also realize that they're close to the edge now willing to like even shut down the economy. We talk about a general strike a lot. Yes. That that's an opportunity, right? There's some possibility there for like something positive to happen in the midst of a really unpleasant situation at the same time. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm pessimistic more than I ought to be these days because yeah. I, I keep, I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, what, whatever, if, if, if something is actually done with that to mobilize people effectively, it's not going to come out of any organization that presently exists, uh, on the left because most of them are useless, uh, is, is kind of where I stand. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm very pessimistic these days. I don't think that you're, uh, being overly pessimistic. I think you're being honest. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would like, I would love to be wrong about that, but sure. I think I, I've always had a saying, uh, in this regard, which is that, um, or, organize, organizing doesn't lead to things. Things lead to organizing. So yeah. it's whenever, mm-hmm. whenever, mm-hmm. whenever things get, whenever material conditions deteriorate enough, then, organizing just starts to happen so i think that that's that's one of the things that uh and it, it doesn't happen spontaneously but it happens pretty you know it it, it starts it starts on its own the, i think the the worrying part is the logic pretzels that people have been able to get themselves into whether it's QAnon on the right or you know various different sort of individual individualistic like reasons for i'm not doing enough or i'm not doing very well the 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 uh, Protestant uh, work ethic kind of uh, like logic pretzels that are going on to where you just, it doesn't take into account the fact that there are systemic problems that need to be that have that have been put off and have been unre- left unresolved and eventually will lead to crisis and uh, yeah and uh, that's not good yeah for a long time yeah. and it's it's a wonder because like the people a lot of, many people who can do something about it they like they surely they know. Where it's all headed? You mean the Christian like, cinemas oh, yeah. who uh, marched yeah, w- in black block <laughs> against the WTO and uh, are, will now not stay in t- town in order right, to demands help like push her it. like yeah. five week vacation or whatever. She's got to gotta uh, go on vacation. Little, her little twee approach to uh, to politics uh, and what legislation. What the fuck is what the fuck is up with that? Sorry, I just I'm so. It's I mean it's uh, hey uh, you you the more you have the more reactionary you become. It is a real <sighs> yeah. tendency that people have yeah. and. 
you know, just like you have, you have stuff to lose that attention yeah. now too, right? Uh, uh, her and Mansion, or they love being the the ones, right? Um, but like, surely they know <laughs> that. Oh yeah, when that tension snaps, it's not gonna be like it potentially isn't good for them. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I, I think they're all, all of the people on that side of things are making the bet that, well, the police are ev- more powerful than they've ever been and more committed right. to hurting regular Americans than they've ever been. And But the security establishment is also, like, th- there's a distinction between the politicians who are like, yeah, the security yeah. establishment will take care of this, and the security establishment yes. who are like, oh, we don't know if we can take care of this or handle yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, th- th- again, you. this is something, like, I've thought about a lot. If you go back and read the last, like, 10 years of Defense Department reports on climate change, they have a very accurate, unvarnished opinion about the, the I challenges. I shared those with you, like, Robert. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this. Um, they've been talking about this for a while. The fact that, like, this is – there. there are significant like it's it's potentially like the most significant threat faced by the united states military establishment like is the the supply line crunches and the unrest and everything else that's going to come as a result and then you threw and then in the middle of all that while this was pre-covid all these reports came out pre-covid and now you have for years have been yeah yeah you were saying you know, you throw in you throw you throw in this virus uh, and the the lockdowns and the 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 sort of and the, the, what's up with the economy being so weird, right? It's like discon- like the stock market is completely disconnected from the from the reality uh, on the ground. Like and com- commodities commodities yeah. have commodity the commodities market is reflecting the reality, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I pay so much attention to what commodities and futures traders are doing. Whereas like stocks are just like meme stocks at this point. Yeah. Because they don't mean anything. They're not, they aren't reflective of anything. It's reflective of the people that can play with the stock market. And I think you're absolutely right to be focusing on commodities because Mm -hmm. one of the things I think we've seen, I think why Chelsea, the economy is so fucking weird is because after 2008, when we were, you know, we were in the situation the Texas electrical grid was in this February, where it was like, oh, shit, we're like a minute and a half away from this thing breaking, maybe for good. Um, and they, they pulled it back from the brink, and it led to this commitment to, at all costs, you got to keep shit looking like it's not going off the rails. And you you have the Fed do what it needs to do. Um, like, you, as long as the, the value keeps growing on paper, as long as, like, you keep the numbers looking right, as long as you can, like, and there's a degree to which you can, like, fuck with the the indicators of economic health to make things seem better than they are. But when there's not enough corn for all of the people who need calories yeah. to avoid dying, that's something you can't fuck with, like, to the yeah, same Yeah, you can't extent. cook the books on that. Um, yeah. Here's something we can do, which is take a quick break. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsors. Yeah, you know who will provide you with enough corn to avoid death? Um, it's n- surely it's not Raytheon again. It's no, no, not Raytheon. <laughs> but they are looking at ways to weaponize corn, Cody. Okay, very, oh, very exciting development. Yeah, yeah. The, the dream, the dream is closer and closer. Every the, day. Yeah, every day we get a little closer to a device that can take out a school bus and also provide a sizable quantity of popped corn. High, high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through together. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. 
With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Everything is so dumb, 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 Anyway, we're back. We are. We're back. It happened. How's everybody feeling? So good. So good. Free Doomer. Really great. Craving some corn, to be honest. Global collapse, speed run, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Some like supermarket games type shit. I don't know. What else should we talk about right now, guys? Well, I, I wanna bring it back I wanna bring it yeah. back to the to the currency bit because I think that one of the things that people aren't talking like, you know, because you know, like the Fed can cook the books forever. Uh, and like you said, the commodities, they can't cook the books on commodities. But what I do think that is a, is a worrisome trend is, is this, is as inflation and the CPI, uh, just shoot up, right? Then there's always the, the possibility that people just start pulling out of the dollar globally, which creates this, uh, weird effect called a deflationary spiral where essentially the, the value of the dollar, like, the value, like the number of dollars just starts to implode. And so you have an, you, you have an oversupply of, do, you, you, instead of an oversupply, you have an undersupply of actual, you know, mm-hmm. made up dollars. So, you know, I think, I think that, I think it it, 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 as long as the U S can project an air of confidence in the dollar, it, the, the, the scam works, but um, it, if it if it does appear that you know the dollar is 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 as um, transparently worthless as it is, then people then other countries will just start pulling out uh, their investments on mass, and then things will get better. <laughs> That's when we really turn the corner on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, Robert, I don't want to be into Bitcoin. So much of a pe- yeah, everyone get into Bitcoin. That's really Crypto. gonna that'll solve mm-hmm. every every mm-hmm. problem we have. Bit Bitcoin will. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna use cryptocurrency without without my internet or without power. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Chelsea, that's why you get your wallet address tattooed on you. See, mm-hmm. that's that's how you change Bitcoin into fiat. <laughs> I may not entirely understand what fiat means. Other Isn't than that a car. car? Yeah, it is yeah. a car. Katie. It That's is a right. car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's I knew a, that. It's, it's the car that we will use as currency in the future oh. when everything collapses. We'll just be trading Honda Fiats. Make sure it's a, a Toyota Hilux. I mean, I, that that is actually the car that will be worth money uh, after after everything falls apart. I don't know. I guess even like the idea that things will fall apart in the way that people think. Like when they talk about collapse, when they dream about in the movies, is is optimistic. Way too Hollywood. Yeah, it, it like no, there's no, and there's we can no survive giant... it if we just have yeah. more. If we have more stuff and we're we're, we're stronger, <laughs> yeah. we'll survive. It'll be me and my friends wandering the wasteland with guns. Like, no, no, no. It'll be like you and your friends finding it harder and harder to survive, and then when you can't stay in a home anymore, like. Uh, your existence on the street will be criminalized and you'll be forced to work, quote unquote, for your own good um, at, at what amounts to almost slave wages. Like that's that's the kind of shit that I when I think about like what collapse means, it's that more than it's uh, the nukes go off and everybody's a free wasteland wanderer. Well, it's, there still are those. I mean, like, the nukes that's... could go off. Don't get me wrong. It's never impossible, but I don't that's think not that's not the, the scenario most... we're looking at right here. When I think about no. the dystopias that scare me and are most likely, I don't think about, I don't think the road. Yeah. Because right. at least in the road, all the people I hate lose, too. <laughs> and the c- cinematography was great. And the cinematography's yeah. great. Uh, you've got you've got Aragorn, so it can't be that bad, right? No. Yeah. 
Yeah. You just the thing that I keep seeing though is I keep seeing the security establishment move more and more like domestically, like consistently. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, the 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 they're less focused on like Iraq and Afghanistan. They're more focused on bringing stuff home. They're still ramping up like sort of uh, tech and things. Um, but also, also there's a recruitment problem that the military is facing right now, where they can't yes. fill really? in slots. Yeah. yeah, they are consistent. I mean, this has been going on for years, actually. Um, but it's become particularly acute. Um, and by some counts, like they're like 20, 30 percent uh, understaffed. Yeah. Um, which and, is, and, uh, and yeah. the understaffing of a unit, like the 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 number for a unit is about is about 92 percent before something is, is considered amber, which is uh, anywhere which is a, a unit that would normal that that would be used in like a war in like a total war World War II situation to be like, OK, we're, we could still use that. But otherwise, you would just not use that unit at all. You would just be like, okay, they're they're completely unable to function because mm-hmm. they're it's we have warning bells, so we need to take them out of the field and re- and and re- re- replenish the uh, the numbers. And in Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, it was not atypical to have to make sure that a unit that a unit supply that a unit was was fielded with a with one hundred three to one hundred five percent staffing into in order to ensure that there was an oversupply of staffing. And yeah, now like it's just impossible to staff at those levels, um, which, you know, that's, that's not entirely a negative, but it's also like one of the things that's come along with that is the kind of something similar to what you've seen with police, where the, the, the kind of number of families who have children in military service or, or members in military service has just like declined to this increasingly small and insular group of people. Um, Why would you want to now? Yeah. Why would you want to, but from just a doggedly pragmatic standpoint, I don't it's not necessarily a good thing for the military membership to reflect less and less the citizenry of the country. Yeah. And and kind of the police are in a much more extreme level of this. But yeah. So, I mean, this is how we end up in a situation where you end up with like a bunch of uh, we end up with a bunch of soldiers like 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 in a uniform violation with wearing MAGA hats at a Trump rally. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I don't know, there's a lot of problems. One of the good signs is that, uh, again, there's there's clearly, there's clearly an understanding among the, the people in the, in, uh, in the military establishment, the security establishment, who, like, know their shit, that um, the present circumstances uh, are problematic for their ability to uh, maintain order, which provides opportunity for a kind of organized... Um, movement to uh demand significant material changes um in order to make life more survivable um the downside of that is that the the situations we're seeing that make it i think more possible for a kind of mass movement based around a strike to succeed are also situations that are increasingly making it possible for a fairly small but motivated group of people to seize the levers of power um I think I think the the secondary is more likely in some regions, and the yep. the 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 fr- and the the former is more likely in others. So I think I think we we're in a situation where, uh, and I've said this before, where we we're we're going to be more and more in sort of a a, a less federal a, a less federal government like, you know, focused society here in the here in the United States at least, where but and more of a patchwork quilt where. The laws and the norms that, you know, you get in one state are so drastically different than the laws and norms that you get in another. Like the difference between like what what you get in Alabama or, you know, uh, New Mexico is very different than what you get in California or uh, or Chicago. Yeah. And I, I guess to an extent, even that's like. I find that more hopeful than kind of the worst case scenarios in my head, which is like the worst case scenario is always some sort of really concerted and effective authoritarian regime. Uh, nah, they that- tried. You only get one <laughs> yeah. shot. Yeah. You only, get, you only get one shot every 30 years. And I- Yeah, but I think you might get, but everything's faster in the internet. Maybe yeah. you get one shot every four we're, years now. We're in <laughs> unprecedented <laughs> times. I think we're, I think we, I, I think one of the things about an attempted fascism, and I think we've discussed this before, is that attempted, an attempted fascism kind of inoculates you from, mm-hmm. from the second attempt in the future. God, I hope, because that didn't happen in Weimar, you know, but Weimar, it is a different, like people draw, 
it's important to not it's important to draw conclusions from that. It's also important not to draw too many conclusions from that because their democracy was like ten fucking years old. Yeah. Um, but I but hope ours you're isn't right. that much older. I mean, it is, but you know, I hope you're right too. Well, yeah, um, and you have more and more crises every like more often, and who are the people that are going to take advantage of those opportunities? You know, I, I yeah. just more and more. Uh, this is all so unprecedented. I don't ever know what's going to happen next. I, I love I love how in the last five years we've gone from like disinformation is the worst thing to like how do we feed ourselves? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I bottom mean, those keeps are connected, dropping. right? Because the reason yeah. why feeding ourselves is going to become increasingly hard is because disinformation rendered it impossible to take any kind of effective action that would have reduced the 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 catastrophic effects of climate change twenty five years ago, you know, thirty years ago. Or so it is all or a pandemic. Yeah, now. I mean, well, Cody, you know, <laughs> now you and I feel ago. differently about that because I, I don't believe there's such a thing as viruses. Um, oh, interesting. So, oh, yeah. I, OK, I would be no. interested in everything you have to say and write about that. I will read yeah. it. All. This is Thank how you, Robert Evans got banned off of iHeart. He, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the day everything changed for us. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I am. I am anti-vaccine. Um mm-hmm. Because I, I don't know, I'm trying to draw like a George Bush did 9/11 conclusion here, but I just mm-hmm. don't have it in me right now. To, I mean, to, we've been recording for all, with the joke. George Bush did the pandemic. George Bush much. did the pandemic. Just you can put it together yourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Think about think yeah, about, all the pieces are there. Yeah, they have been for years. Uh, just assemble so. it, okay? Mm-hmm. Come on, don't make me do everything. Exactly, you fuckers. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Apology accepted. Thank you, Katie. I think we're. Gonna be okay. We're pretty good. The solution here is, I mean, and I'm gonna be serious here for a second. That's but I fine. Think that, I, I think one of the ultimate solutions here is that um, the more that we can at least be aware of the fact that there is a, an increasing amount of crunch coming, that certain people are preparing for it, um, g- should give some of us at least the perspective to think a little bit more because I think I think one of the things that social media has trained us to do is to think of, in sort in sort of terms of like oh Cuomo got you know uh, Cuomo got uh, the allegations came out just today you know in, in is these twenty four hour these like twenty four hour and even like twelve and eight hour cycles um, and sort of untrain that and sort of think more six months two years ten years and sort of having a long long term uh, uh, thinking and planning because you don't or as we train ourselves to do other things now and to think more long-term, we should be thinking more and more about how we're going to get through the, the, the next, the next decade. And I think that that, I think that um, that gives us a lot of opportunities to be able to, um, to organize not on a scale of, of, Oh my gosh, reactive, but proactive. And I think that uh, mm-hmm. I think that more and more people are taking the time now because I'm definitely seeing a lot less internet activity among people who are more active in this in this sort of stuff and, and sort of taking a break and thinking more long term. Like you know, okay, like we have to get through this in the long haul. How do we you know how do we recharge? How do we uh, stay? How do we stay motivated? How how do we keep ahead? You know, how how do we move ahead and move forward? Not get distracted. Yeah. I, I I find myself like veering wildly between uh, tragedy and hope these days, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people uh, a lot of people do. Um, That's those are it's supposed to be that way. It's yeah. supposed to be that way, Robert. But nobody ben- in, the, in the long run. I, I I don't think anybody benefits from this, really. Yes. Right. There's no there's no meme stonk there's no meme stonks there's no there's no bunkers for rich people really because most yeah. of those won't work their security won't stay with them nobody nobody wants yeah there'll be like a la- like a lot of last minute sort of like oh fuck okay we got to do something yeah i mean yeah whether or not whether or not it's too late you know we'll see um but that is the sort of like okay it's at your gate now <laughs> what are you going to do i do vacillate as well robert between being so pessimistic and then and and fearful and having hope because I I have faith in our resilience and that sooner or later we will um, start doing things and that maybe we can avert this but I have less and less faith in that and in the meantime my anxiety builds every day and it's like what do we have 
I mean, it's not in the near future. So we've got years of this building frustration and tragedy surrounding us before anybody's going to actually do anything. And then who even knows? But I do have hope that we will start to do something eventually because, yes, you're right, yeah. Chelsea. It's at the end of the day, nobody wants a global collapse. <laughs> no. <laughs> even the rich fucks don't want it either. But no. there are people who are invested in certain things collapsing, like yes. democracy. And yes. I guess one of the things mm-hmm. that scares me, there's a concept I try to really hammer home to people on the left a lot. And because of the kind of low rate of people on the left who are in the military, this is not as widely known as it is. But there's a great term, the Oda loop, which is used to kind of describe the way yes. people react in crises. It was initially developed by a fighter pilot. Um, it's been used heavily to like describe kind of the way decisions are made in combat. Oda stands for, and this is kind of the process you have to go to to act effectively in a situation. Um, observe, observe, orient, orient decide, decide, act. act. The, your key, if you are engaged in a conflict with somebody and you want to stop them from acting, right? That's always the goal, is to stop them from getting to A. You have to disrupt some area, some part of the Oda loop. So you have to stop them from observing the reality of the situation. You have to stop them from orienting themselves to the situation. You have to stop them from making a decision. If you can stop them at any point, you can stop them from acting effectively. Um, one of the problems with the way the news cycle works, with the the constant stream of outrage and like this this never ending wave of shit that that makes people feel beat down. In addition to the things that are literally beating them down, like occasionally cops, is it 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 makes it really difficult for groups of people to hit that to figure out what how to act. And if you're and part of it is because like most of us sitting here overwhelmed by the news cycle are seeing the problems is so comprehensively huge. There's you know, environmental collapse in all these different regions. There's authoritarians surging in different countries around the world. There's different authoritarians rising in our own areas. There's all these problems. It's this wide variety of problems, whereas someone who just wants to take advantage um, and tweak democracy a little bit more to weaken it has a very simple Oda loop, right? Easy to orient, easy to observe, easy to decide, easy to act. Um, I think one of the things that fucks a large chunk of people up, and this is less a problem on the 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 far left than it is with the liberals, who are the majority of people and obviously the group that is most important to get behind an idea if you're going to like make anything happen in the world, is ca- coming to an acceptance that we are in uh, what scholar Zayed and Sardar describes as post-normal times. And Sardar wrote that post-normal times are, quote, characterized by uncertainty, rapid change, realignment of power, upheaval, and chaotic behavior. We live in an in-between period where old orthodoxies are dying, new ones have yet to be born, and very few things seem to make sense. A transitional age, a time without the confidence that we can return to any past we have known, and with no confidence in any path to a desirable, attainable, or sustainable future. Now, when you accept that you're in post-normal times, that improves your ability to act because you're no longer worried about, let's get back to normal. Let's get back to the way things used to be because you that's an impossibility. And you can set yourself up in a situation like your enemies are in where, no, instead, I'm not worried about getting things back to normal. I'm worried about building this. And then your Oda loop gets much simpler. Then it's harder to disrupt you. Then you can come to decisions about how to act much more simply. And anyway, that's my positive little rant at the end. We love positivity. Yeah, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Off Thank to you the for that. best year ever. Yeah. <laughs> that response does not fill me with confidence, Robert. <laughs> if every year is now going to be the worst year ever, then let's try, just try to make this the best day as we can. Yeah. I best love that. Yeah. And that's 100% <clears throat> true. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect way to end on. All right. Turn off your headphones and go out and hug a dog, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, do something yeah. nice Feed for yourself. Somebody. Yeah, hug uh, hug people um, and Still touch the faces indiscriminately. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, participate in an eviction defense. It's fine, <laughs> you guys. It's fine to touch people. Put your finger. Just go ahead and shove your fingers in their mouths. Yeah. Thank you, Katie, for bringing us to yet another positive conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> That's my job here. Um, and thank you so much for joining us, Chelsea. This has been such a good conversation. Yeah. And Chelsea, yeah. where can people follow you? People can follow me uh, when I actually d- am on social media because I haven't Fair been enough. on for almost a month. Um, uh, I am at uh, twitter.com forward slash xychelsea. I am also at, uh, uh, I also stream on Twitch, which I will be streaming again. Uh, I am at twitch.tv forward slash xychelsea87. Uh, I am at, 
I am on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash XY Chelsea. I have not actually posted any YouTube videos yet. Uh, And then, uh, but they are forthcoming. I am filming or I am editing. I also have a TikTok account. I've been doing TikToks at uh, tiktok.com forward slash XY Chelsea TV. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you. Coming, go follow her, do all the things. I'm excited for your YouTube channel. Yeah. Also, I'm on pa- I'm on Patreon if you wanna if you if you wanna do that too. Yeah, Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com. Patreon. Pa- Patreon.com forward slash XY Chelsea is uh, is my Patreon. And yes, I am I'm around and I'm doing stuff, but I needed I needed July to like reset my yeah. brain. Yeah. Good. You gotta do that for yourself sometimes. Totally. Yeah, one of these days. Yes, Robert. Uh and you guys can check us out. Uh, online at Worst Year Pod on Twitter and Instagram, etc. Theoretically, you can theoretically, but you, you can follow it's us pretty from there <laughs> in Minecraft. Yes, <laughs> and that's the episode. Great. I tried. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.